Welcome to episode four. Episode four. Uh, I am Carl Hess here as always with Joel Miller. Joel Miller here. Um, we got a great guest today. Oh man! Really, really excited. There he is. Oh, I'm here. You haven't. It's Max Silvestri, it? folks. Max, Max Silvestri is on the show with us. Oh, yes. Wow. There we go. Yeah. We're all clapping. We're banging. When I walked everyone in, I everyone like, in the audience is yeah. like going wild. You just can't hear them because they're behind a glass partition. Exactly. Yeah, when we, I walked in, I was like, "Why they set up?" That partition yeah, we in and the bleachers. Studio yeah. audience. I don't know right. if you guys knew People that. have little pennants that say Max on right. them. They're yeah. like keeps waving around. Yeah. It keeps us honest as a show. Joel, I didn't, Joel works as the warm-up guy, too, and it's right, really exactly. funny. You're Joel like has some killer off. stuff. I, I, I like to consider myself the fat man scoop of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Someone's yeah. got to do it. Be Might as well be me. It's not going to be fat man scoop. Thanks for coming on. You know, Thanks for having me, guys. Comedian, food personality Person. yeah uh-huh um, trying to be there so yeah this you know this show we're kind of just kind of like getting into that in-between zone of yeah it's of building comedy and this, food. really yeah, yeah this just, is it yeah everything in your life has culminated to this exact moment i know yeah you're you're the perfect guest for this show i'm walking away after that this. <laughs> i hope you are also you're, walk, you're walking out on the top of the game <laughs> you gotta end on a high note it's a the old george costanza right you know just end on I'm a high done. note i'm out i'm out and done um, I'm very excited we're gonna end this. the show after this episode. I would so hope we, so. We, we, we got four episodes in. I feel pretty good about that run. No, if I read about a great. fifth, <laughs> I'm God, really God help us! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be like, oh, we started it back up again. So you are, you are not currently a TV show food host, though. I'm not currently a TV show but you, food host, but you have been on, in several instances. I've, I've had three. One season failed wow. food television. So you're really shows. the but kiss that's of three death. More than I have. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> you're just the kiss of death when it comes to food television. I uh, I would say that America's had three chances <laughs> to decide whether they like me hosting food shows, and in oh, each oh. one in different markets and demos that they've decided no. <laughs> right. Or right. just like they get to like they're in their meetings like, okay, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this for the food show. All right, who are we gonna get to host? And be like, oh well, it's who a, has a proven <laughs> track record? Yeah. We'll be like, well, it's not, is it a good show? No, not really. No, is, no, it a, no. is it a bad show? It could be. Will this show Let's last more than one season? No, it definitely won't. Okay, I got the guy. I got, got the, guy. the guy. I mean, there is an element of like it's not only in food TV, but there is like failing up really right. is a thing. Right. Like people oh, yeah. are only weirdly reassured that you've done it before, right. like, even oh, if you... it's not gone well. Yeah, you know. Fuck yeah. Failing I mean, I, I mean, I personally like to think it's you know not all my fault, but I certainly it's didn't, partly your yeah, fault. Save right. it. Yeah. yeah. What? Like, how frustrating is that though? Like. Obviously, you're not super attached to these shows because sure, you right. like sold them or wrote it. But I didn't it, like, create them. It must yeah. be like fuck. I mean, you know, uh, the first two, I was kind of like, this is for the best, right. you know, um, in the sense that like not they they weren't they had some problems in execution and just it was like, well, it's for the best for me that they don't. That's not like my whole life or right. whatever. But then the last one. Um, that was Recipe for Deception. Recipe for Deception. Um, airing on Bravo. Oh, sorry. It was, was airing gonna, on Bravo. I was going to plug it. All, it's all <laughs> still on, look, it's all still on iTunes. Yeah, I don't guys, know who gets this it. money. Go yeah. find Recipe for Deception. Someone's in the yourself. hole for this stuff. <laughs> if you love food and being lied to, you yes. will love this show. <laughs> um, I, but there was a symbolic thing about the third one failing that right. just was kind of like, well, it would be like, I didn't even want to do more of the show. Right. You know, it's one of those things where uh, it was very, it was so fun to make. But then you, um, uh, this, so this one recipe for deception was like kind of like a, a chopped or a cutthroat kitchen, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, one off competition, but so many rules, so many complicated. And now there's right. trickery. And, and you're the one who has see, to explain that. And that's what you find out your whole job is. Yeah, like, like, so I would, oh, <laughs> this is all exposition. Yeah, well, and you don't, like, I would spend 10 hours per episode on set, like, cracking jokes with the guests. and right. like None of the, that made it in. None of it made it in. And then you would do, like, a, a real quick one-hour ADR session where they're like, we just need you to explain stuff about scallops right. in a fake whisper. Right. And then the whole show is just rules and scallop facts. And you're like, but what about... It's just sexy scallop what facts in your fun smoky stuff? voice. In my like, smoky, like, what is, these this? guys don't know. <laughs> is that scallop is actually a mollusk or whatever I had to say. And that's all that made it. And then you were like, what about all my witty banter with the guests? I got there also like an hour early to like write this complicated bit that I was so excited they were letting me in where like at the top of every show I would do a fake, I would do two truths and a lie to... Like with the crowd? No, with the two... So like I would say like... Everyone to know it. Like this is how the game works. Give you an example. um, Here's two truths and a lie about me, and it would be like such complicated written bits, like that done fast and were like funny. Do do one right now. uh, Like I like weird stuff about like I have my own line of um, like almond milk straining cloths named like Uncle Max's nut milk bags. (laughs) Like really 
I should have known better than that. Well, Bravo. that's true. Obviously, yeah, we all know false. about your you know, uh, you know. available at lessons. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and then they cut all that out. And I was like, I didn't have to even show up early and like write these complicated. Right. So, were you more invested in this one, like emotionally? Did this did this feel yeah, different I than think the other two? Because it was on Bravo, and yeah. because it was like uh, a very fancy production. You had a tie. I had a tie. You had a tie. Yeah, you had a tie. Yeah. Hell yeah. um, tailored suits. I wish they were tailored. They were very <laughs> off the rack. That was off the rack. That it was, was an off the rack. A lot of H and M. Yeah, well, yeah. they looked our, our tailored. It was not as high as um, Bravo wanted it to look like. You have to but write that into your next contract, then. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Tailor. Per- personal tailor. Spoke yes. or I don't get up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I was, you know, like it felt really like professional and felt like everyone right. was doing a really good job. Like the crew that did it does Cutthroat Kitchen. Like right. They were it's like very hard. like almost Cutthroat Kitchen. Yeah. Ask, but with maybe with a higher caliber of chef or something like. You know, I, well, I think a real interesting thing right now is, like, there are not enough chefs for the system. Mm. You know, like, the number of people who can, especially yeah. this show, which required a lot of talking. Right. The number of chefs who, like... Who are, like, t- photogenic and TV-ready and can also cook really well. Yeah, or is, like... It's, it, it's hard to have your, your back pushed up against a wall. I, I mean, even I if you're a talented cook. I, I mean, I've, done, I've done a few TV shows, too. I yeah. Mean, yeah I'm, Joel beat several children on I, national I television. I beat several children on national television. I can say that I have never lost anything. I've, to a child. I've done, yeah. I've done three. I've done three different cooking competitions. I didn't lose any Undefeated, of Undefeated, under but 15. But you can see, but like you meet everyone beforehand. You like get to know know some people, and then you see them just buckle. Right. Like yeah. un, un, under under not like the most amount of pressure. Like the whole point of these things is just to have fun. Like right. and, like the, at its base, it's just to have right. fun. But some people just no. Take it's it. to like, win, Joel. It, you're not there to make friends, Joel. You're I totally mean, wrong. I wasn't there to make <laughs> okay. friends. But I mean, the, the TV people would rather the food is mediocre and presentable, but the band but you like, have a big but the, blow the, up. The, yeah, or like at least you're like uh, mixing it up right. or like yelling at the other chefs. You're brassy. Or you're sassy. Yeah, you're making TV. Yeah. I mean, you you have to have you have to have that. You can't. It, no one's gonna watch a show where just like, all right, now they're cooking. <sighs> right, right. Just room tone for and the then next like fifteen. Cue minutes. that. Yeah. Cue that sweet, sweet scallop vo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now here's have, Max's ten sca- facts about yeah. scallops. <laughs> here's a lot of facts. I'd real fast. <laughs> here's two truths and a lie about yeah. scallops. <laughs> Literally, that was a segment of the show. Um, there was a thing where they had oh, whatever. The show was so complicated. Um, but we had one episode that was like Masters edition, and it was the chefs were like guys you've seen on like Top Chef okay. Masters or okay. whatever, like you know fancy people that have been on TV a lot, not just great yeah. chefs. And like right. it was so, um, and they didn't know what this show was, and they were just they, like, they just did it. They just go in there and they, they did just it, do and it. they were that the, that they were able to like talk charmingly and and give a little bit back and forth friendly banter while, while cooking competent dishes right, yeah. was like, oh, there's a reason you guys get put on TV right. eight times a year and can do demos in Vegas and go to these food no, festivals. No, you're not getting like a, like John, who is like a junior sous chef at this restaurant who believes in himself, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, <laughs> a lot of the people on our show were like, Quietly, kind of like basically catering people, you know, right. like it's a, lo- it's a lot of it's a lot of catering. People. Yeah, and, and the problem with and ca- so, it, so ca- ju- catering is so inherently different than but like working the line, yes. like that like going into that scenario where like it essentially is like like up against the clock line cook work. Yeah, you just don't know how to budget your time, and you just you lose yourself in it because you have so much time otherwise. Like, ca- um, and also pin- catering. Oh. I have my opinion Uh-oh. on catering. It's the Joel yeah. rant oh, on man. catering show. <laughs> Uh, we'll leave that for the for, for also like caterers. catering people tend to <laughs> right. make their own food and like right. a lot of the young catering people were like you know I cook a lot of like healthy food for LA clients and I do like Mexican right. and Italian that's not gonna and, fly here yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, like, you're gonna it, do you just different. don't have that kind of knowledge that someone does that goes to a restaurant works there for a year and then goes to another restaurant works oh. there for a year and a year and a year and a year and a year you have this all this like like an aggregate this knowledge that you get is so much more beneficial than being right. like I know how to cook I'm gonna make healthy food for this client and right. you have like one or two clients that pay your pay your way. But you don't really do much. You don't learn anything. Right. Yeah. So food TV is garbage. We've established it. Um, <laughs> Some food TV ex- is garbage. Experts have weighed in. Speaking of food TV, you you did Top Chef recaps, right? I did for many years. For many years. Uh, I mean, which I'm, were th- those were those were great recaps. Hilarious. Thank you very much. Those I I uh, really very much appreciated the you you started doing not last season but the season before that. I think you did a few recaps for that one. It was uh, I think it was. Based out of California, it was yes, yeah. I mean, I think I did from season three to like season twelve. Yeah. I mean, I I did the math. You got I deep into millions of words. I went on the Top Chef cruise. Damn. Oh wow! Yeah, three days uh, in the Gulf of Mexico. With... How was that cruise? Um, Does Mike Isabella look really good in a g-string? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of skin on lot that of, cruise. A lot, lot of skin. skin. A lot of loose skin. Um, well, w- one, it was crazy in that it was um, a lot of times these theme cruises are like portions of a cruise where it's like right, they have activities, but it's, you know, not everyone on the boat. This entire boat 
was Top Chef super fans. Yeah. Like it, it was all recappers. All like, recappers. Get all the recappers. Yeah. Get them down on the boat. They've been doing a bang-up um, No job. one gets a word in edgewise <laughs> yeah. at all. Everyone has so many opinions. Uh, <laughs> so good at describing food that is on TV. Um, it was just, mostly cruises are really intense and gross. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's what was I, like I've never been handle. on one, but I picture them as intense and I gross. I just, well, to Ted was, uh, was our last guest. Yeah, me and Ted did a culinary cruise for Princess Cruises wow. last September, where we did Q&As, we did demos, and all this other shit, and it was... Was it gross and intense? It, it was, uh, it was very interesting. <laughs> it was, I I, uh, I have a good relationship with Princess Cruises, so I don't want to fuck it up right, right. now. Okay. <laughs> Princess Cruises is great. great. Princess Cruises is great. Well, I just also, like, I'm someone who has... Um, no self-control. Like, I have a good bit right. of self-discipline. Yeah. I'll make I'm myself the same do stuff, but I can't stop. And the idea of unlimited food and drink, yeah. especially, like, the Top Chef crews did have genuinely good food, but it was just, right. like... I would hope. Constant. You know, like, I, you could order three entrees. You could, like, there was hot dog and pizza no, no, stations no, nothing on your is, walk nothing from is one off bar. Limits. See, I would yeah. die. I would die. Free room service. Like, literally two service. different nights, we passed out after ordering room service, like, so drunk and tired, and we're woken up by, by more room service. By room service arriving, <laughs> no, ate oh, it, shit. and then fell back asleep. Um, and because there's no real locks on the doors for safety reasons, but one of the times... Room service just lets, lets, lets themselves in. in. <laughs> I like, kind of woke up and looked, and there's just a man at my feet placing... Raising a silver platter. A personal to... pan pizza and ranch dressing or whatever we requested. Look, if I'm passed out and you get here, leave it on my chest. <laughs> I'm going to want it just in the morning. Just stick it into my mouth. I'll, I'll know what it means. <laughs> I had like insane diarrhea the whole trip, but not like because something was wrong. It right. was like, no, I'm treating no, my body. Because like, you're yeah, doing yeah, it right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, milkshakes for breakfast or whatever the fuck. How, how many days was that? I think it was four days, three Jesus. nights. Yeah, that's... Um, we got off in Key West. We got off in Cozumel, Mexico. So you, you had diarrhea in Key West and in Cozumel. All you, over. You had diarrhea yeah, yeah. all through the Caribbean. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ernest Hemingway's house. Whatever <laughs> did he live in Key West? I don't even remember. Um, but um, yeah, a lot of years with Top Chef. Um, and I will say, speaking of food shows or garbage, I got to be like a guest diner judge person on top chef see that's like ago. my ideal oh, yeah. role it was amazing like, you don't have to do any of the work you just have to eat and then like have say opinions a yeah we, we just did uh judging on hell's kitchen oh yeah how was that yeah me and me and our general manager my sous chef oh, and one awesome. of my cooks it was us and like uh love and salt bellwether ocean prime and we were just judging like the final four people in hell's kitchen gordon ramsay is super nice i've met him before he was super nice then too uh, definitely not the kind of persona that right. he projects on these shows, but he's know. just like a nice dude. He's like the I yelling mean, thing. It's, is it's just, just so it's like once, once, once yeah, you yeah. get to a certain level and you have X amount of dollars and X amount of respect, and I mean, look, what? Why be an ass like to everyone? Just right. be, no, yeah. just be happy Those with your are life. The worst. Um, but we got to judge, and that was by far way more fun than having to compete or anything yeah. else. To, to actually like do work, you know. Yeah, um, I was also just impressed that like. I don't think it was fun for the other people at our meal, like people that weren't, that were just like there in the background. Uh, but for ours, like the food is really eaten hot. Like on none of the shows I had done as like a judge or you a host. You had vanity shots and all that other Yeah, shit. it's 20 yeah. minutes down and you kind of, everyone knows that like we're all judging equally, but the food is like a little cold and right. we're obviously not going to talk about that, but it's just the necessity of like resetting that's, up that's cameras. That's gross. It's a shame, but Top Chef is literally like the food landed and everyone started eating. There was no, I, there was, no we were like never nothing. aware of the presence of cameras of no. like, give us five. Like, I kind of was impressed that they really do still make a point so of that 14 years like, in or whatever. That's still the, the model. The yeah. Best. I think it's the gold standard. Do you think standard. Top Chef has lost any of its like charm since its first season? Yeah, you still watch? I, you know, since I stopped recapping, it's I like, like you're out of the game. I kind of couldn't you're get into it casually. It like it brings me back. Like I think the show is still yeah, so well put together. Maybe, maybe it's time. <laughs> that was a lot the of the public is demanding it. <laughs> poisoned my Wednesday nights for seven years. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine going back to that. Uh, what I mean, like? I liked doing it. And I liked being into the show, but I just have right. taken like two years off, two right. seasons it's off. It's taken now. the joy out of it. What if you had carte blanche and could do whatever you wanted for a food show? What would you pitch? Um, I mean, the, the dream that like, there's a reason only like three people can do it is like, you know, the, the Bourdain, like, right. I think I'm interesting and I want to yeah. go experience experiences and have it filmed. Okay. So um, I'm just pays for all my travel and all my food. Yeah. And I have and like, a, like a, and I have what, opinions on everything and a film level, yeah. uh, crew, right, right. you yeah. know, no, very well shot, very well put together. What about like yeah. a cooking show? Though? Yeah. What I'm, if you had to pitch your own competition show? Pitch my, I mean, or not a competition. It could be something as... I mean, Carl had an idea, I guess, for, you know, just like a guy in a test kitchen getting super fucking wasted. My idea is having basically... having to cook something. My like idea afterwards. is basically <laughs> drunk history, but with chefs. 
where you get oh, them yeah. really drunk and then and put on period pieces on the right, and yeah. then you dress up as dress historical up as, like, characters. Paul Revere and shit. It's actually just drunk history. That's the pitch. That's a pretty good idea. Well, no, it's drunk cooking. I mean, you're burning it right now on this podcast by talking about I'm it. Ar- I'm already making it, so in your face. In the world of unscripted television, idea. if it's like funny enough to joke about, you should pitch it. Like, there's no line between dumb idea, like silly dumb idea. That's I feel true. like genuinely, like people on. I would feel like if there was a Viceland show where people chefs got screwed up. I feel up. like well, they, they doesn't that, that don't they have that? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have isn't that like, like their only show? Yeah. Yeah. Like but even that. like Bong Appetit or whatever the right. new show Bong is Appetit. like they're high. They and get high it. and they eat. People just want to see All people right, eating. So I have it. Dude, okay. Speed balls and then cooking. <laughs> just like just straight up like into your toes so no one can tell like when you're not doing it. You do a line in a bathroom yeah, stall and then you work the line. Do a line, work the line. <laughs> I maybe at like a uh, like a like in the middle of a like a paintball tournament like you've got to <laughs> somehow <laughs> cook food while under siege from like a bunch of vets. Oh, I like that. Like if you get hit, Gulf you're fucking out, vets. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to serve, run food and yeah, there's like, like a war service. Time. It's like restaurant wars but there's literally just restaurant wars you plus go guns. You gauntlet yeah, essentially yeah. to get from diner <laughs> to burner. Yeah. I mean, I do, I, so one of the shows that I did that we only made three episodes of and um, like nobody saw it. It was this new network, but it was kind of like Amazing Race meets um, Chopped in that like these. I thought it was a really good idea. It was like these um, three teams of two, and uh, each team like one person was a professional cook of some kind, right. and then the other person was like a wife, a brother, a best friend, but they'd never really cooked before, that and is they were and they were dropped in a city, a state they'd never been in. Um, so all three teams, like it would be like Vermont, they never been to Vermont. The first half was like a scavenger hunt of like shopping and driving with like no GPS and no smartphones. They were like right. given a map and stores. So like the first half of it was like kind of a cheesy, right. amazing race. Like what? There, this is a, you gotta get Scallop. This said market, this but it's a gas station market. Right. There's no, you don't have this here. And then they would cook outdoors. But just I like the, I like things that like make people have to like run and drive and get out of their fights. comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. and maybe paintball. Right, maybe getting hit is the answer. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I'd I'd watch that show. (laughs) I like the idea of someone like holding off an assault with a paintball gun while also sautéing. That's what we're talking about. Two teams of two, where you have one guy that lays down. Cover cover me, Charlie. (laughs) Suppressive fire. I'm gonna flambe the shrimp. (laughs) Suppressive fire in those scallops right now. (laughs) Well, that's a great show. We need to think of a good name, though. I mean, there's also that show. Remember that show, a Top Shot. That was like, uh, it was like yeah, Top Chef, I but loved with Top shooting. That, oh, yeah. I was really into that it was show hosted for a little by bit. Colby from Sur- the first yes. Survivor, <laughs> yes. or second Survivor, and it was like They were just like, guns. you have a strong jaw, you are perfect. Exactly, you're a little Southern, about you're a little Texan or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was like weird old guns. Uh, I really liked that show. It was really good. That was a cool show. The show was also funny because they like... Uh, you know, like any reality show, they like would show bios of the people, be like, we have people from all over. But the thing right. is, like the sort of people it that are amazing Texas. crack shots are all like, well, I'm a National Guard member. Right, well, right. I'm ex-Navy. I'm well, a white I run male. a Marine. <laughs> like, right, you know, they all, all the same haircuts and like fucking fleece vests <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> we have all the best white guys in their mid thirties to <laughs> exactly, early forties yeah, yeah. here. This is the top of the best. <laughs> from craggy to very craggy. <laughs> top of the yeah. shot. <laughs> Their jawlines range from crag-like to square. <laughs> or maybe there's a maybe there's a combo. Have you seen that show? Uh, like it's called like Into the Fire or something. It's like a blacksmith competition show. What? It's really good. You're like, a, you're is, like a reality yeah. TV guy. You're like more on top of this shit. I don't even have cable. <laughs> I'm, I'm more about the finding Bigfoot ones, like just like the ridiculous shit that would. Joel never loves happen. a good search which, for which, a, a I li- creature. I like, I like searches for mythical creatures um, that exist only to people that you know are clearly like drinking too much moonshine all the fucking time. <laughs> like, I've seen it. You can't tell me. Like, I didn't if you can see find, it. If you can find someone within those shows that is, has all their teeth. Right. You know, like, then, then you're just like, oh, wow, that guy seems like he knows what's going on. I trust him. That seems he like a cruel really stereotype. Bigfoot, yeah. But, uh, do you, I mean, do you still watch a lot of reality TV? No. Okay. I, I, my girlfriend watches uh, The Bachelor and Vanderpump, and so I catch oh, a wow. lot People of People love those shows. I, I've literally never I'll, seen either I'll of those shows. I'll never understand that. I don't Vanderpump or Bachelor? Both. She's new to Bachelor. It. It's very, I mean, I feel like it's a Bachelor's like a phenomenon. thing. Like, there's what like is, bars that have like, what is the appeal they screen of it? the Bachelor. Like, you watch people fake, like, at this well, point, it's like, like any reality TV show. fall in love, you know? Like, what is, what actually happens? I mean, there, there's sure. something, there it's is unclear. something hilarious about um, the way in which, like, 
because the whole show, I mean, all reality shows have an element of like, you want people to fall in love. You're watching for drama or Yeah, you're trying to force something. That the whole show is that. And now as such, like everyone accepts that this is what the process is because it's been on for 33 seasons or whatever. And it's taken so, so it's seriously. A, it's just a reality soap opera at this point. Kind of. Yeah. yeah I mean, but like with the rules as if, as opposed to having jobs or anything else, it's just people that are suddenly living in a world where they know they're, uh, you know, they're all just in they a hot tub and they're roses drunk and they're and getting like, drunk and they're just sitting around and there's one guy there all just like just sexual competition. I, yeah, it's I really, love the I heard, idea yeah. of like whenever you hear behind the scenes stuff about reality TV, they're always like the producers were forcing us to get hammered. I'm like, yeah, I would I'm, thrive I, in this environment. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they were really, really like holding you down and <laughs> yeah. pouring it down, doing those like like Mexican car washes and shit, like dragging you down a table, just pouring triple sec and fucking like it's tequila. It's just a time table. thing. I think they just make you. Because the setups all take so long, you're literally just in a room locked with no phones and plenty of booze for like 14 hours. Right. Like, what so else like, are you going to do? do? You're, you're going to get you, drunk, and you're and you're compelled to talk. Like they all they want you to do is like get into shit, make drama. So it's like I'm gonna have a drink. Like I can't imagine just like sipping water for 14 hours. What if like, they made a sober version of it? Like they made they made just like everybody. No one would were, watch. These that. were all That's like really, ex addicts. No one and, would like, watch it. I wonder if they've ever even had a sober person on The Bachelor. Oh. Because like that. That would be a big plot point, but it would like make the drama like it might make it more palpable. There'd be like so many shots of him like side eyeing hammered people, just like, <laughs> yeah. just, like oh, looking man. back sad. and forth. So like, oh, sad. God. That used to be me. It also probably is hard to make out on camera if you're not really hammered. I mean, that's it's already be- tough being having a first filmed, kiss. yeah, being yeah. filmed kissing someone. You're just like, man, I, I probably my ex girlfriend used to tell me I opened my mouth too much. God, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> like I'm gonna look stupid. My teeth hairy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fuck. Do you watch those shows with your girlfriend? Um, I watch Vanderpump with her. I don't watch like Bachelor. I'll come in and out. Our house is not big enough that we're watching it uh, in separate wings. Okay, she's watching right. it. I'm catching right. a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't watch any of them. I, I don't. I don't really have. I like watch everything on my computer now. Sure. Yeah. And it's weird to commit to a reality show on your yes, computer. Yes, I'm probably never going to do that. It's like very good with commercials on. In the background. Except for like Recipe for Deception. I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Um, watch it once a week. I can. I can. I can firmly say I never watched. <laughs> And 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 Chris O shares a wall. His restaurant shares a oh, wall really? with, with mine. Yeah. Wait, which which was his uh, restaurants? His, uh, Hanji. Hanji. Right, yeah. right, right. It's not a plug for Hanji. Go to the wall. It's, it's yeah. not a plug. For uh, that's in Culver City. Yeah, that's in Culver City. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about um, your Instagram because oh, cool. you, know, you got you got great food pictures. Thanks. Um, even in your Twitter bio, it says you're really fun on Instagram. I appreciate you saying so, that. Well, I'm trying to start a new thing um, uh, for food pictures. Uh, a dedicated account? Well, no. Oh, um, w, I, like I want it to be my next food show and my next brand is uh, Will Be Poop Soon. So I feel like <laughs> the way to undercut any time I post nice pictures of food is hashtag WBPS. Well, you, is, know, you know what this turns into. <laughs> yeah. It might be beautiful now, but it, it's it, going to be poop. It won't be later. I'm well, eating all this and it's going to I poop. saw that recently you went to Quintanil. I did, yeah. In Mexico City, one of the world's 50 best restaurants. Uh, well, Quintanil, I don't think, is it? I thought it was at one point. I mean, you have your phone. You can look it up. It would take five seconds. It's a world. It's a world. It's a world class. It's a world class. Yeah, yeah. And I, you, you had tagged your. Yeah, will be poops. Will be poops. Well, it's just look. I like the the meal was unbelievable, and I also yeah. Tell us about that meal. People, um, one guys go to Mexico City right now. The peso is very weak, and that was one of the best meals I've ever had in my entire life. To put pay for the wall, I guess so. It was two hundred dollars American with tip for like. For how many people? For like one of Two the best people. meals of your life? Yeah, for like a meal that would have been, you know, starting at 200 per person anywhere else. And more expensive in countries like, you know, that have bad exchange rate. It was like really, right. we felt bad at the end of it, you know? Um, I mean, it's, it, uh, Mexico City is a kind of an interesting, what, what was your experience there? I thought it was like, some of the best food I've ever had. Yeah. It, like, I thought of it as like street food Valhalla. It yeah. was like you couldn't walk five feet without yeah. like encountering the best shit ever. Yeah. Like I don't even know how you would survive. Just like I would gain 20 pounds like immediately. For real. Like everything was like genuinely just like the cheapest, like the mar- cheapest, random best. markets, like eaten in three seconds was like, this is the most incredible tostada I've ever had in my entire life. Mm. This is the best shrimp I've ever, you know, for like, yeah. 90 cents. Mexico recently surpassed America as the world's fattest nation. Really? Yeah. Oh. And I, I think I know Point why. number two. Yeah. I know. That it's was like tr- the one thing we had. That's, like, like tr- that's why Trump's they so took mad. It, they took it away from us. Yeah. It's like the one thing we had really at number Mexico one. Mexico is fatter than America yeah. now. You know, they drink a ton of soda. They drink oh. more soda now than we do. 
think wow. that could be a factor. Damn. Yeah. Also, the delicious street food. I mean, right, yeah. it's insane. Like, like some how of the, many hot dogs can you eat? You right. know, in America, how, how many tacos can you eat? A lot. A yes, lot. So many. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so, so many different types. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's talking about lack of self-control and not knowing when to stop. There was a point where I ate 15 tacos <laughs> in one sitting. Whoa. And I, I, I did and that, I like, but it was very different. It was and like I like Taco felt Bell. good. Yeah, like I, much I didn't like, obviously I was very full, but I was like, yeah. I, I wasn't like immediately in a spiral of regret. I was like, those are some pretty good You didn't get those tacos. like meat sweats or whatever. I feel like I, I, I was probably sweating. I mean, it was just like hot. I don't know how old you are. I'm in my thirties and uh, I like the salt fog meat sweat thing. Like I used to be someone that like could just eat yeah. yeah, I would feel like gross, I guess, right. but you could just I eat if, as much as I could like push the stomach. But now I get like salt and meat hangovers. You get exhausted. Yeah, where it's like, like the next it's day like seeping I can't. Into your body I have it today. I made like, like a whole pork shoulder for like an Oscars party yesterday. And then I, I ate the whole pork shoulder. So much pork and I had it again for lunch, but I have like my eyes <laughs> won't open all the way. And it's not because of booze. I didn't even drink that much. I just have like a. Is it like right after the meal where you're in that kind of like meat coma? Are you talking about like the no, next day? No, it's next day. day. I get hangovers the next day from salt. Like from meaty salt. That's rough. Wow. Yeah. What does it feel like compared to a booze hangover? It feels like um, feels like you're wearing like gauze around. Like like my hands like don't dried up or yeah. Something. Like you're kind dried like, up yeah. and like I feel puffy. Oh god. Yeah, it's really not fun. And like literally, I don't feel as sharp. Like it takes me. It's like right. I can't wait. You have up a mental fog. I do. I do. So are you going to change your diet now because of this? I mean, I try not to have. Uh, <laughs> I try to make you know lunch the baller meal, and then because if I have it at night. Oh, yeah. Fucks me up. Yeah. yeah. I eat like an old person now. I eat at like 630 if I can. I'm all about that early dinner. I yeah. like having like a bigger lunch or breakfast. I mean, obviously, of course, I love like big dinner. Sure, yeah. Go out, drink wine. But like in day to day, I'd rather have like a bigger lunch than like a really big dinner at like yeah. seven or eight o'clock. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, I mean, maybe we learned this in Mexico City. You know, that is their their big afternoon <laughs> meal, you know, and then. Uh, they go so hard there. Like yeah. I was just like astounded by just. Oh man, they just drink so much. Yeah. And you know, the whole thing where you can just, you know, you go to these cantinas and it's like the tapas style thing where as long as you're ordering drinks, they just bring you food. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, like nuts or something. These are like composed. <laughs> these are not composed. Not just dishes. sunflower seeds. Yeah. This is like fucking like, you know, like pork and like, a, you know, yeah. like chili verde or like, you know, they're bringing you like substantial. Serious stuff. Substantial dishes. One thing I found that was like hard for me to, I, I mean, I haven't traveled a ton overseas, but like my girlfriend speaks like fluent Spanish, so it's okay. great. She's like, you know, can right. handle, you know, right. the, the transactional. While you're all puffy and your hand won't exactly. close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, um, I mean, one thing. Speaking of fat kid stuff, I like got food poisoning at one point, but like still kept eating. Like I literally was. <laughs> but that's commitment. Yeah, like you're, just you're really these crazy cramps in you're my stomach. But I was like, we gotta go to Rosetta. Um, <laughs> But um, one night, only once did we like go out and like meet other people, you know, not just like dinners and lunches and stuff. Right. And um, this like we at this weird karaoke piano bar, these like guys came over. And we met like two other American travelers, but it was like a bunch of Mexico, like Mexico City locals, and they were all speaking Spanish. And I can't. And I suddenly like, like even though they were like looking at me and like laughing, it right. wasn't like about uh, like I needed to know the words, but just right. not being able to. Uh, I'm like, I mean, you know, as a comedian or whatever, you're like very you're verbal. Like, I can't riff. Yeah, I can't, I can't riff. fucking riff in And here. I literally felt like I had no personality where I just was like sitting there uh, smiling, yeah. nodding, and just being like, mm, bueno. Oh. You know, like couldn't do anything, <laughs> just like sipping on my drink. I was like, oh, this was, feels like being like the, like the dumb girl at the party or the dumb kid at the party. Like I just have nothing to offer other than smiling at and eye contact. At some point, someone's going to push you in the pool. Yeah. And that's about it. That's like. fine. At least it gives me something to do. I have to go dry <laughs> off or whatever. I was like, can we leave here? I'm not having fun. Then you just blame it on the meat fog. Like, yeah, God, I had too yeah. much pork last I, night. I didn't I know Spanish. Eat. I ate so much meat, I forgot. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I would say that definitely the best taco I've ever had. And it's like LA, you know, the taco level is insanely high. But just like something about being there. Yeah. What are your favorite tacos in LA? Right now, I, this is actually a really Mexico City. Like, my favorite Mexico City thing was just like, the classic Alpa store. Like I couldn't ta get, li I couldn't get enough of um, Yeah. So yeah, Leo, Tacos Leo, Leo's, Tacos Leo, which is, I think it's one of their first East side locations. It's on uh, La Brea. It's over on uh, Venice. Uh, Temple in Bellevue there is or it? Temple in Glendale, but in the car wash. Oh yeah. So it's their, it's their first one in Echo Park. I, they have a couple trucks on the West side. Yeah. Leo or Lito? Uh, Leo's. It's, it's Tacos Leo's or Leo's it's Tacos. Tacos, tacos okay. Leo's. Leo's. Okay. Yeah. Um, they just do that classic, Al Pastor, they have yeah. the pineapple on top. If, if you go to the one on La Brea in Venice, like 
anytime after 10 o'clock, the line is probably like 40, 50 yeah. people deep. And and then Tacos El Gallito is right across, and they have this like sad, paltry, like four-person line. Oh, well, and you're like looking over there just like, <laughs> do you know, <laughs> do you know the it? story? I, I do know the story. I don't and know. it's true, yeah, right? It, uh, th- this is, I, I guess this is like... Mu- is it much, apocryphal? Mu- is this much an actual... Of, I, I, it's like the, the rumor or the legend, right. I suppose. What? So p- apparently, before Tacos Leos was Tacos Leos, there was only Tacos El Gallito. And Tacos El Gallito, you know, they, they did their thing. They slang tacos from a truck. Apparently, Leo had a falling out with some of the other people and opened his no, own... No, it was his wife. Or his wife, yeah. They got divorced, and, and, from and, what I've and, heard. And they... Uh, and so he split up, and he opened his own competing truck across from them called Tacos Leos, which is what ultimately became more popular. Oh! And because they have the guy, they have the guy outside with the pineapple apple store, like doing right. all this. All he this does this the yeah, thing yeah. where he throws stuff, the pineapple. Where he throws the pineapple. So like, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's it's one of those things. It's like yeah. it's a it's a show. Yeah. It's like Cirque du Soleil, just sure, like sure, sure. way more Mexican. Yeah. And uh, not, not not as acrobatic. I want right. to know if that's an an, an actual story because I I definitely heard it's, that of like I've, they got divorced I've heard and then he I've like heard it's still there. Are they still like across the yes, street from yes, one another. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So they're still across the street from each other. I've heard this story multiple ways, but but the base of it is essentially they were together. They split. He someone opened up a competing truck across the street as a kind of like a fuck you, right? And it took off. What oh, better wow. fuck you to like. Like uh, an ex spouse, than just like it's like it's like strolling around, like like going to your, like your the place where your wife ex wife worked, and like coming with your like new hotter girlfriend, like walking by, just like looking at her, and like yeah, you got her, a like, hotter taco, buying the house yeah. next to her, yeah, right? yeah. The physical proximity, and just having extremely loud, rough sex, yeah. like at all hours of and the people night. just keep leaving your yeah. house, being like that sex, <laughs> that that's was fantastic. Sex. Yeah. You see how he threw the pineapple? Yeah. That was some good sex. Here, here's the thank you note they wrote me for the sex. It was yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> Five stars on Yelp. Just like, <laughs> just like all great comedy, all great food comes from spite. I think we know that yeah. as a fact. All I great think, comedy comes from spite? Yes. Yes. All great comedy comes from spite. Most things come from spite. Most like great you, things. You, you sure. succeed to spite. To, to spite people. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah. are going like, you'll never make it. No, like, fuck, oh, you, fuck you, I'll, I'll show, show you. you. Sure, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but best tacos in Los Angeles. So... Like, you know, in my, like, Echo Park, you got a lot of great options. I'm a big Taco Zone fan. Mm-hmm. I like the Swadero. Mm-hmm. But Tacos Leo has been like, I go there, I get four Alpha store, and I just, I'm so happy. And I, they're uh, open during the day now, too. They kill it all yeah. day oh, into, the, into the late night. I mean, Guisados is like, you know. Yes, I live by Guisados. Is, is a co- iconic. I'm a big fan landscape. of Guisados. Also, I have quantity problems there. I love their tortillas so much. I love them. But they're so thick. Like yeah, they are. They are. Two is not enough, but three because of the thickness it's, of the tortilla, yeah. it really like hits you in the gut. What I would love three knocks you down would be sampler size tortillas, but you get to pick, like I would love four. You can do that. You can do that. You can do that. Really? Yeah. You can they, tell they them. have their sampler, but you can mix and match. I don't know if they'll okay. let you do like four of the same. I just don't. Yeah, six feels too. I mean, you know, there's just. I would I go know, there last even time more. we went there, we both put down a sampler and then we're like, fuck it, let's get more tacos. Yeah. And then we got another taco and then we're like, fuck it, let's get another taco. I have had that though. Like three, you're like, I could do half of one more. Yeah. And then you do four and you're like, I overdid it. I, I, I fucked up. It. I fucked up. Yeah. And then you start getting sweaty and then you're like skin starts. Well, Joel and I got yeah. the Chile's Toreados. Oh my God. That was, Which is, what is that? So it's, it's five types of Chile's marinated in Chile oil. And the with lady the habanero, yeah. like with like basically with habanero raw ha- habanero sauce on top. So there's no meat. Yeah. It's so all it's like, chilies. Yeah, it's all chilies, and it's no. And joke. the lady was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. "This is so spicy. I don't even fuck with." She that. says that she takes the the gets the taco and just takes things off and places it on other. Yeah, tacos she uses like a few of the chilies on other, other tacos. tacos. Wow. But like, it's like getting it is almost like a guarantee to have diarrhea. It's for so sure. hot. On a cruise. Yeah. It's so fucking hot. Horrible fire. It, I, I think. I took two bites of it, or, or maybe even one and a half. I don't even think I was as bold to take two, and it was. I took two I full bites. It was. It was. It was more than enough for me. More than enough. I think. Uh, speaking of tacos, yeah, Gorilla Tacos. If you haven't, been I there, love Gorilla Tacos. Gorilla yeah. Tacos. I don't get there enough because he's either parked great. downtown or in Culver City. He goes, yeah, he goes. Doesn't a lot he of come? I, like I have oh, Silver Lake there. sometimes. Yeah, Silver Lake wine like one day yes. a week for like in an the hour afternoon or whatever. Yeah. It's a weird time. It's yeah. like. Never works out. I'm always like, oh, I should check. No, it was yesterday. Yes, he's elusive. Yeah. yeah, but that's kind of why. That's kind of like a good thing. And I think he's opening a restaurant. Uh, that that is the rumor. The uh, the brick and mortar is be... supposed to be coming to, I believe, the arts district. And I feel like it's like Chris O introduced me to Gorilla Tacos. That was his, oh yeah, that was his doing. Oh yeah. man, it's so and good. Did you go to the one when they were in Culver City then? No, actually, because we were shooting downtown, uh, so okay. we went to the downtown. There, one. It's good. I mean, I. 
it's not you know you're not getting like your traditional right. tacos. Right. They're fancy tacos. They're fa- they're fancified tacos, but but they're, they're but fucking the, great. But the flavor of of them all is is almost. That's the thing. Like the other places that try to do that, like I'm not a big fan of Malo, and I'm not a big fan of you know that place Diablo that opened up. I kind of weirdly that I yeah. hate the aesthetic of that more yes. than that's anything that's, that's, in right. the world. That's the problem. So remember, and I wait. I didn't go there for a year after I moved yes. because I was like, I can't handle the vibe of this. I'm and the then same way. I kind of like the tacos. Um, you, can, I, you can buy some of their stuff in like. Well, they, uh, Whole they had Foods a sign. Like that I believe it. Yeah. If, yeah. If, so this was a restaurant that opened on Sunset. What's it say? Like so urban? Like it said urban taco fabricator. Ugh. And which is just like, bah. everything and, and about that was just bad. Know? Like yeah. it was just, they eventually took down the sign, I think just because people clowned on it so much. Yeah. No, because at one point they have to like go outside and look at that sign and be like, yeah, okay, we should probably just take this down. This but you're right. Idea. I like, I like had such a fucking like, avoidance of that place just because of like its aesthetic yeah. and basically that sign. But then when I actually ate there, I was like, this is, this is not yeah. bad. It's also like clean and nice inside and they have good beers. And I yeah. was like, all right, I get why I should be mad at this. But um, but I don't think anyone's doing like the high end like taco as well, well as grilled BS, taco. BS Taqueria. I've only kinda, been there once kinda, and it's actually fucking really good. I want to go is, back there It more. is really good. Um, I mean, they've expanded to Staples Center, which is fucking bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I had BS Taqueria at a Clippers game. And I was, like, I was like, oh, oh, ain't that some shit? Yeah. All right. That's when you know you've you've I mean, hit nine dollar churro or whatever. It's, it's kind of hard though game. to beat the traditional Camachos nachos where you just get like steak or fucking chicken and it's just loaded up and delicious and disgusting at the same time. I saw that you made homemade nachos on your Instagram the other day. Yeah, I'm like pretty particular let's, about. Let's talk about let's talk about some fucking Sylvester nacho technique. All right, so the, I guess the most important part of when it comes to nachos, are you making a cheese sauce or are you just melting cheese? Straight uh, that's a good sauce. point. Layering it. Sauce. Gotta be sauce. Because melted cheese, when it hardens, then you're picking up well, here's the thing. It depends chips. because there are p- people who just do shredded cheese. Like they put shredded cheese on and then they put bean dip, hot bean dip over it yeah. and then put more cheese on top. So it kind of You had black everything. beans on yours, right? Um, I had refried black beans on mine. Um, I had a strong move. actually, so this is a sort of a weird thing. I just took straight up uh, gas station style Tostitos the round. queso. No, no, oh, no. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the chips. Queso, the queso. Heated it up, put two slices of American cheese in it, and a little bit of milk to just Whoa. kind of like make it a little thinner than the dip. Gas and that's what the... Hack. American yeah. cheese, like if you make a, just a fondue out of just American cheese, it's you can't beat it It's the nachos. best chemical cheese in the yeah. game. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Maybe a little Velveeta just to kind of like bind to everything it out. together. Just, yeah. just so to soften the edges. It. Yeah. It's, nothing's going to break, dude. It's just going to it's gonna pull everything together. Yeah. So many greens that end with like tros. Uh, <laughs> ukros and Isserin. It's, 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 it's like yeah. all these troses and then it's like cheese flavored. Yeah, like exactly. Artificial if you don't have powder. that maladextrin, you ain't got shit. <laughs> you need that. I would say that like in my house, fifty the ratio of real cheese to American cheese like craft slices is 50 50 like i eat a lot of craft american slices really so much i, mean, I used to it's the only I, thing i put on my burgers when i was a kid oh, i would wow. eat that i would just like that was like probably 90 percent of my entire diet yeah I, I would just eat those and then i would i would put just ketchup on a single slice that's of fucking putrid that's i know disgusting. yeah that's gross yeah and, uh, but you're saying yeah. your your consumption as an adult is still pretty strong of craft well, see, because basically the main food i miss from new york the main food I miss from New York. Should I wait for that? Are you gonna? Yeah, we can just we can just wait for that to pass by. It's so loud. Yeah, he's really mad. It's a tough hill. It resonates. It yeah, it's really tough. It's hard to tough. Yeah, we can we can edit that out. The main thing I miss from New York uh, is bodega breakfast sandwiches. Oh my god, that's the one thing that just like you know, growing up on the East Coast, yeah. it's just like I always miss. Um, the fuck is a bodega breakfast sandwich? So it's <laughs> so basically any corner deli, yeah, uh, and deli. I mean like bodega, like where you would buy like yeah. liquor it's a and cigarettes, and egg and cheese, bacon, egg and cheese, yes, scrambled egg and cheese. What and they jelly. they make it on? Um, basically, it's a Kaiser roll. Oh, okay, it's a Kaiser roll, and the like egg is like griddled super fast, not full scramble, not full like right. over easy. It's right. kind of just broken up, griddled, folded, slice of American cheese. Bacon that they have in piles that they kind of heat up, and yeah. then salt, pepper, ketchup, uh, a little bit of hot sauce, and it's like steamed and soft yes. in this way. That's the, like yeah, the bun is the bun is warm, and everything kind of mixes together inside. It's the only thing that's cheap in New York. I mean, because it like it remains two fifty or whatever, three dollars. Right. It's for like a the staple steel. of morning consumption yes. in like New York or Philly. It's wrapped in paper and foil. You take it on the subway. It is a cure for hangovers, and they're just. Any place that tries to do an egg sandwich in California just like fucks it up so it's, hard. They're just like it's kind of like a bagel. It's like this shouldn't be. Yeah, there shouldn't be some secret key of why this is good. It's you like don't need to like put it on like twice toasted sourdough with like 
Manchego and basil or whatever. Like, well, that just sounds stupid. I mean, the, every <laughs> I like California breakfast sandwich man, is just such a fuck up. On a fucking I think it's like those sandwich. bodega yeah. grill tops. Like they've absorbed so decades much, yeah. and decades of like seasoning bodega goodness. So that, like so in California, like I or in Los Angeles, the me, I, I guess now the measuring stick of breakfast sandwich would Hold be on. egg slut. Jesus Christ, this fucking neighborhood. We'll just wait for a second. Are they selling DVDs right now? Oh, there we go. All right. Joel, jump back in on that point. So in, in Los Angeles, I guess the measuring stick of breakfast sandwiches now is egg slot, is egg slot. right? I mean, but that's, that's like, what people go fucking apeshit for. Right. But, the, but that's but, like on brioche, though. That's like a whole different level. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's like fancy. I mean, it's also like... I mean, is it is just saying the word brioche instead of egg bread like the fucking, like, <laughs> like the way to fancify it? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Like, I think so. brioche French toast. Waiting in line like, 30 minutes toast. certainly is a way to fancify I mean, the other yeah. thing about a bodega guess, sandwich yeah. is like you are in and out in two minutes. Right, it's part of morning routine. You get your coffee, maybe you get your sandwich, then you're going to work, you're on the subway something so i keep american cheese around to recreate that okay. at home i make a lot of egg sandwiches you use a kaiser home. roll no i mean the roll is always a compromise you know right. i usually do like an english muffin or some sort of soft i white. think the roll like growing up in like hoagie culture yeah it was like really like the roll from it, jersey or i'm from philly okay and it was like i remember there was a place mainline deli that did breakfast hoagies oh man i've never seen like it's like a nice hoagie roll, but then you, it's just that breakfast sandwich right in there. Right? I mean, I definitely in college ate like some breakfast hoagies. Okay. Uh, I mean, they weren't called hoagies, like subs, but yeah. that's what I was like. I would eat like an eight inch yeah. bacon, egg, and so cheese. Good. It's just a lot of food. That's a it's, lot of food. It is a <laughs> lot of food. It's just a lot of food. Start your day with that. Be start like, your oh, day with just well, something that's going to ruin you. I think that's interesting is like, Home State, which is a place in LA that does Austin style breakfast tacos, yeah. never been there. is like killing oh, it. And they're really good. They're really they're good. Doing I had a them great Sunday. job. Yeah. Well, like, what if someone did like a Jersey, Philly, New York style, like bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich place? And like almost modeled it like a it bodega. It would destroy. And it they could destroy. charge $9 for it. And because there, there, there is the enough people, especially on the East Side, right. that are like dying for this specific type of. Well, I, a sandwich. lot of people, I mean, Los Angeles is a very transient town, so you have a lot of people from the East Coast, yeah, right. like, especially in higher, con- like, younger, you know, higher concentration of, of younger people. Well, I think the like pushback would shit. be, like, people in L.A. are like, no, I don't need that. I have the breakfast Yes, burrito. but they don't, they, no, they don't need it until they, until they get well, of course it, and it's then great. they want it. I'm saying, like, I think, the, I think the breakfast burrito Well, because the breakfast burrito was, like, is, well, it did, and then breakfast tacos have become, I mean, it's... Has it become even you know more popular in the last year, two years, three years? Right. Like, why not the breakfast hoagie? That's true. Fuck. This is this is our new fast casual business venture. Oh my god! Guys. You're, open you're, you're the get. face man. Yeah. You put on their skinny tie and do you, some you voiceover with that smoky I sold voice. Some cheap H and M jacket. Joel's on <laughs> yeah. the line, and I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, work in front of house. <laughs> Um, that sounds great. Oh, that's, that's great. great. I get to do all the fucking work. Yeah, you do yeah. all the work. Yeah, I'll be on there two days a week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just the cardboard cut out shows. of me, just yeah. like looking through the window. <laughs> okay, well let's let's get back uh, into that nachos though, because I feel like we did we didn't get like the full treasure trove of tips. I think I'll say I was uh, so pickled jalapenos are very important to me. Okay, like yeah, a, some sort of melted cheese. It can be Velveeta, it can be American, it can be so a sauce. So you took a fucking can of the tostillos from the gas station and melted two slices of American into it with milk. Yeah, just to thin it out a little bit, um, and. Make it a little more like pourable. Like I wanted it to be wet, and then right. you know, lots of sour cream, lots of cilantro, uh, refried black beans, and some chopped onions. That is a that's well. a fucking really solid layering right there. It's a good football, folks. Game, yeah. Get on Max. Well, and it's, it's ripped off of um, the Commodore, which is I think, which is a place in Brooklyn. Uh, the Commodore is. Um, this chef, Stephen, uh, he used to run Pies and Thighs many years ago. Okay, it's in Williamsburg. And, and Commodore is just like the best fried chicken and nachos, I think, in all of New York. So you're, best you're trying to like recreate that. Yeah, again, it's like a lot of my home cooking is like tends to be me wanting things that are not easy to get here. I think, <laughs> one, nachos are sort of hard to get good nachos in L.A. Right. Really? Well, I mean... I usually don't think of like going out and getting nachos. Like nachos is something you get at like a bar. You're not like getting nachos at dinner. Yeah, nachos is like something that you get at a. You're not going to get them from a food truck. You know, you're not going to get it from like a Mexican food truck. That's a problem. You can get. You can. I mean, you can. But But the the, the thing is that their nachos is very much just 
they put shredded cheese and like yeah. refi and beans and rice. And they and don't shit. travel right. well. You got to eat no, those they don't, in like you gotta two eat, minutes. You that eat them style right is yeah. like a Tex-Mex with like the pickled jalapeno. Like, yeah. That's like, yeah, that's like a Texas Tex-Mex type That was like thing. my dinner. I like, I will make that for dinner, you know? That's a fucking power dinner. I, that's why I never feel good. That's what I'm talking <laughs> You're about. like, I, I have this fog the yeah. next day. I don't understand. I roasted a whole pork I haven't been able to make a fist in six months. I chips too. I don't know what's wrong with me. Why did I get those extra salty ones? I could have gotten the less salty. Do you have a strict chip preference? No, no. I mean, I like your uh, your kind of uh, cantina style, a little like Round heavier. Ones? No, no. The more, more like restaurant style, like the okay. thicker yellow right. I will ones. Tell Substantial. You, I, will, I will tell you the best chips in this okay. place Joel. right now. The best chips are all from Vallarta. Vallarta restaurants or Vallarta uh, markets, which don't really exist out here. They're more in like the valley. Right. Um, they make their own tortillas. They make their own Those chips. chips are amazing. And the chips are... They're, they're super crunchy. They're not too big. They're definitely not small. They hold up well to basically anything. Like, you'll, you you can layer on as much of your fondue or whatever yeah, on yeah. it, and it's still going to have texture to it. Are it's they that type of tortilla out. chip like that's really made from tortillas where you can like almost feel the layers yeah, when you bite into yeah, it? Like, yeah. there's a top and a bottom yeah. crust? Because the there's just up. like a tortilla that's been fried and quartered, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, I, quarter, sixth, whatever. Right, yeah. But they're they're phenomenal. Those are the be- by far. By and they show. hold really well. They, they, they don't get stale. Like and they just ma- like they mass produce like huge amounts of them, and, and do they show up on like East Side grocery stores? Like I mean, if- uh, you, see, you see them in like a Mercado. You can you can yeah. you can find them. Usually not. I mean, it's right. usually just you know specific to just the Vallarta markets. And then Vallarta also has in a few areas they have Vallarta restaurants. I'd like to take the time to shout out to our sponsor Vallarta Markets. Sure, yeah. Vallarta is. We should make a push to get sponsored by them. Vallarta yes, that is would be a huge severely for severely under like. You know, I drive an by it all the time in Valley market. Glen. There you go. Um, you go to their conisseria. Go go get some meats. Go some yeah. marinated meats. Get that go get some food. They have meat. they have you know you know they'll make you burrito. They'll make you this. They'll make you whatever you wow. want. Uh, you know tacos dorados and shit. And it's all delicious. Their salsas are all phenomenal. You can skip the guacamole. The guacamole is not that great. Um, Pro but, tip, but insider tip. But yeah, their, I love their, it. Pro, their produce section selection is great. I mean, you can get ba- basically anything you yeah. want at a regular market. It's just more fine tuned for you know Mexican clientele. Yeah. Um, oh, that's and great. It's, and it's, and it's I've really driven by it so many times. Those yeah. chips are really good. The chips are. I've never phenomenal. had nachos with them though. I have had nachos with them many, <laughs> many a time. We should. We we needed like a segment where it's like. Joel's Nacho Corner, where you just talk about the. I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm very specific about my nachos. Yeah. What are your I, please? I, I, I like what it. I like. I like bean dip, like okay. making, like you know, refried beans, and then like you know, uh, blend it with chorizo, like Oof. pork or beef chorizo. We're talking like refried extra. pinto beans, like yes, classic. Yeah, refried you said beans. refried black not, beans. Not, 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 black beans are very Tex-Mex. Um, that's a very yeah, like that's uh, a Tex-Mex, Tex-Mex kind of thing. Pinto beans is most certainly where it's at. Right. Right, that, okay. that delicious, like almost beige-ish, like brown I love color. refried beans. I, um, yeah, there's, same. There's just like this romance attached to them for me for some reason. I always think of refried beans as romantic. Yeah, like, I, I actually, this I is actually romantic do. As they well. spread well they spread <laughs> on the body. Well. Um, They're moist. They spread now, do you well. Put, it, put that on your nachos, or that's with? Oh your, no, okay. I, I, I want to put them on my nachos. Okay. So you just you you put the you know the chips down. Put some beans on top of that. Put some cheese sauce on top of that, and then throw them on your fixins, your your jalapeno. Well, your that's why you need that hefty chip. Otherwise, you the beans the gonna weigh chip, it down. Yeah, beans are it's heavy. Gonna, it's gonna it's gonna weigh it down. It's gonna sog them out. You don't want that. Not, there's nothing worse than like eating nachos when you get to the like the like the middle at the very end. You you have to use like a fork or something. You put in your. They're mouth all stuck together. Like, it just there's like mush. Like no. Yeah. Well, that's why you gotta use a cheese sauce because if you're using shredded cheese, then it all dries. And yeah. Then it's like everything. I also weirdly- put sauce. I the nachos I made also had both red and green. Salsa on it, I'm, and I'm also not a sour cream person. On, oh, on I gotta have sour can't, cream. Can't get on board with the not sour even crema cream. or anything like not that. Cre- I mean, I'll, I I could do a small amount of crema, but like when you, when you get nachos and they just like heap this like giant oh, slab yeah. of sour cream, I love like that. in the middle of the nachos. I that's like the optimal because then you bring in chips from the exterior. Yeah. You bring chips. I in do from like the to spread it a bit. I'm not a yeah. big like glob ice cold globule because yeah. I'm also like I'm from Massachusetts where like they have a lot of um, Irish pub bar nachos that like are the worst. Like it's basically like. The flabbiest chips, the driest cheese, that salsa that's just like the color red that has no flavors. Oh, yeah, so and it's, then it's, like, it's tomato with a little bit of salt, maybe? Maybe, maybe cilantro? Maybe not, maybe. Yeah. And then like like a rock-hard thing of sour cream in a paper cup that literally the chip can't penetrate because it's got like a crust on the top. Like that is the nacho that I started eating as a kid. Right. And You're like, O'Malley's, I, best in the city. Best, They're so yeah, yeah. good. I just really want to go to like Ireland or Scotland now and just be like, make me some nachos. Yeah, I want to yeah, see what I you guys got. Famous. <laughs> Show me what you got. Is there no hula hands around here? I want to <laughs> hit up some sour Kill cream. Kill Arnie's does it the best. How do you get it so what's what's like uh i mean like when you made those nachos i was just like 
for your own dinner? I had two friends over. Sh- oh, we were watching a football over. game, and I did them on a giant sheet tray and did two batches. And uh, the bigger the nacho, the better, too. Well, I know yeah. you said you just roasted a pork shell over, but like, let's say maybe it's just you and your girlfriend, or maybe you have a couple friends coming over. What's like your go-to impress the crowd meal? I grew up in because people t- are expecting a lot from you. I know. I that, and we also don't entertain that much for just that reason. Um, right. Too much pressure. Too much pressure. Yeah. 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 Just like it, it has to be a whole thing. Right. So I don't often want to do that. If so. people go over to Sylvester's house and he doesn't go out, they're like, "What they, the they It like wasn't a that dinner good. party. Yeah. Well, the other to. thing, like our house doesn't have a proper indoor. Uh, like we don't have a dining table. Uh, we have like a patio or whatever. So we only really do it in the summer. And so then it's like grilling. fresco dining. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, I'm a Ita- I grew up in an Italian American house, so like my go-to like dish for like big groups of people is like chicken parm eggplant parm like homemade you know ragu and stuff like that's, that i so, mean that's a crowd blazer yeah and it, it's easy to make in big batches it's like a sunday afternoon like you can't be up, like, good so chicken parm it's my favorite food good chicken parm is the best where do you go in la for good chicken parm <sighs> i mean um i i really like uh, i have a soft spot for colombo's in eagle rock okay which is like i've never been there i've heard good things the menu is real hit or miss. I would say like 30% of the things on the menu are good, but it like feels like an old Brooklyn place because right. it's like family Red run and eight joint. years old. There's like jazz musicians playing in a corner, <laughs> like but that. they have good chicken parm. Um, I've never had the Dantana's one. I hear that's like supposed to be you legendary. I've never been to Dantana's. I've never been to Dantana's. Are we all missing either. out, guys? Are we think, fucking yeah. up? I mean, I'd go to like, we got know, a rap pack I go to like one a Troubadour all the time and I see Dantana's and I was like, yeah. that looks way too expensive for I me. Because I'm 19 and I have no money. Right. Do a fancy dinner. I feel like if I'm gonna go out to like a place like that, I'd go to Musso and Frank's. Right. Because I I love Musso and Frank's, and every time you go there, you're like, if you're gonna spend I'm, a lot of money on okay food, you right. might as well yeah, go to Musso. Right. You want that. You want that atmosphere. It's it's, yeah. it's like Pacific Dining Car. You go to Pacific Dining Car for like a night, like a steak, but the atmosphere is what you really go for. Like you can get a baseball steak, but you're going with those like leather, like those that's true red yeah. leather bank hats, and everyone's wearing a bow tie. You want like a like guy super in like proper. a cummerbund to be like a sir. Someone's yeah. giving you like like you know tempt butter in like a seashell, like a fake like metal seashell, and something. Oh, you feel it. very fancy. I love Musso and Frank's. Fuck yeah. Um, well, I feel like I feel like this is a this is a good place to wrap it up. You got anything to plug? Yeah, let's plug shit. Well, first of all, you should definitely follow Max on Instagram because he's please. a lot of fun. Yeah. Please, he's a um, lot of fun on Instagram. We'll be poop soon. It's um, at Max Silvestri. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Um, no, nothing to plug. Okay, well, yeah. l- we'll look for that hashtag. Go yeah. go watch uh, Recipe for Deception on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Wednesday you... nights, two thousand. And then just mail me a check. Venmo right, me. exactly. I'm Max Silvestri on Venmo. Please Venmo Max it. Cash when you love <laughs> I don't that get show. Get any money if you buy it on iTunes. You no hear residuals. that smoky voiceover coming? Yeah. You're like, he's earning it. He's earning these checks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. If you want to hear a lot of poorly ADR'd whispering that doesn't quite match up with the volume of what's filmed. <laughs> so what the chefs don't know is that the scallop is actually a mo- that's you're gonna get a lot of poorly matched last minute ADR. Hell yeah. And that's what people want. Yeah. Damn right. That's why they listen to this podcast. Yeah, damn right. Poor audio quality, but that great, great content. Uh well thanks so much, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks for man. Thanks, thanks for, for having me, guys. It was, so fun. It was awesome. great. Um that was that was a good app. That was a fun app right there, I feel like. Yeah, um, the crowd, the crowd dispersed, but yeah, like glass partitions down. And uh, we'll be back next week. Next week. Thanks for listening, guys.